And we are live. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. Alongside me is my co-host, or I am your co-host, Blake Rafino. I always say that like we're not co-hosts, like equal. Right. You know, I am your co. One of your co-hosts, Blake Rafino. Alongside me is my counterpart, Joe DeLeon. Good evening, good sir. So uh, I, w- I wanted to ask you this: Are you going to be partaking in uh, in Mad Dog Saturdays the rest of the season? Are you I'm be- Mad Dogging right now. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, I tweeted hey, this out. You think yeah. I, everybody thinks I'm joking? I'm not joking. <laughs> uh, we need to get like a CBD sponsor on the show. Might have some news for a new sponsor, by the way, coming soon. Uh, I have to say that 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 Mad Dog clip. Is one so of the, good. Well, because it's even funnier because it's not like it's a barstool guy, like some twenty-five year. It's like it's not like something like me. Like it's if like I said that, dad, it's like your dad going on there and saying that, right? And for him to talk about him eating half an edible, pouring an early cocktail, listen, sitting on the couch. That sounds like an awesome day, man. That's listen, all I can say. I'm just gonna say this, and I am not saying I do this, federal government, but I. <laughs> I do not mind uh, uh, grass. Okay, that's one way Purple, of phrasing it. You know, there's this new brand out there called the Ninja Turtles. You can get it in red, blue, orange, or purple. Uh, I mean, the Ninja <laughs> Turtle, okay? I don't ask me uh, how I know. This is legal in a lot of states. But it, you know what, man, it really does. So, in all seriousness, man, I, so uh, my listeners on AYS know this. Yeah. I get migraines very bad. There's not a cure for what I need to get. Like, I had to get Botox one time on the back of my neck. Like, it got serious. When I was on the way to the plane, when we were going to play Mississippi State, I got in a very bad car accident, and my car flipped, and I was hanging on a seatbelt upside down. Oh my god! And so the back of my neck is like really messed up. So after that, I really started getting tension migraines. Like I could just be like so happy, and something like just I moved the wrong way and and start getting severe migraines. It has. I, I've went to see a lot of doctors in my life, and one thing's only work, man. I'm I'm serious with that, and so mm. I know that I'm not the only person that like goes through that. Yeah, and it, it really it really has helped. I mean, I know that we're starting off a college football show talking about uh, THC, but I mean, yes, you experiment in college, baby. Joe, or when you you're ever, when you're six, you ever, six years old, like Mad Dog. <laughs> have you ever smoked? Have you ever uh, uh, yes. uh, passed the Magic Dragon? I, I live in California. I can drive down the street, and I can oh, actually. I've got gummies in my in my. Uh, it's it, there's no um, stigma for me. I, I, I'm it's easy to procure in, in California. It's almost too easy to, to procure. I actually I would argue that the the commercialized versions. I'm actually kind of not a fan of it because they don't right. they don't regulate the production of it. So you'll buy one brand, you don't feel it, and then you buy another brand, and you're you're like, oh my god, I have to take a break for a month because this thing was too strong. There's no the the content percentage is never accurate. There's this friend of mine. There's an Italian saying, a mafia uh-huh. saying. A friend of mine, he um, he got some from overseas. Oh no! And it said it was like twenty five milligrams. And it twenty five is a lot. For twenty five is still a and lot. He took half of it, and he oh, was no. like, 
he was he was you know he was sent to the shadow realm like finish him mortal Kombat shadow realm that is see sometimes those experiences can be really fun and you're you know it's just chill you're having a good time not when you have two kids and a mortgage well yeah you can't be doing that but i i will say i will say that when you have a bad experience and you go to the shadow realm that shit is not fun that is that will ruin it so for listen, you listen one story one yeah. story and okay we'll <laughs> and i think 25 is a little weak just depending on your tolerance yeah. um w- quick story i took for my wedding uh, i i you know anyway before the wedding i wrote like these things down that i wanted to tell my wife and luckily i didn't give them to her you know oh, because no. uh i thought i was like solving the world's problems and it was nothing but blibber blabber okay like it was it was oh my jumbo God. jumbo anyway do you have a copy right. of that do you, you could share those with <laughs> no i don't all right what well, yeah, you're right what kind of what kind of uh content uh, is this? all right we got a lot to talk about a lot of big time matchups this weekend joe Ole miss and bama Oregon and Colorado, Florida State, Clemson, Wazoo, and Oregon State. We break those all down here tonight. I got to make up some ground in our pickums. I'm well, not you did last athlete. week. You made up a little little ground. Yeah, made up a little ground. Blake is back. Okay, you went two and three. Don't 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 act Blake like is Blake back. is back. Blake is back. I, I right. am not going with my head. I'm going with what I know. I I was too corporate. I was okay. way too corporate. Okay. I appreciate you trying to move the goalposts by, you know, you casually are like, oh, let's do eight games this week. Let's pick eight games. And I, I kind of, no, are, are you not wanting to pick ranked on ranked opponents? No, I agree that we should, uh, we should do eight. Next but it's, week we might have two. No, next week's another good slate of games. Okay. Well, we'll have another eight for you. It's an maybe eight. We'll, maybe we should do 10. Okay. Doesn't bother me. I'm just going to catch up and beat you. <laughs> All right. So we got a lot to discuss. We'll do our pickums here um, after we break down all these games. Joe, let's not really waste any time on this. Let's mm. talk about our good friends over at betonline.ag. Before we do that, though, everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share all those social media groups. Share to all those social media pages. You're listening to us on YouTube. Like, subscribe, notification bell. Wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. You're watching us on Fubo TV. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So much we need to touch on. We talked too much about smoking weed. Look what Joe did. He knew that that topic was going to get me riled up. We got a lot of football to discuss. You know what, Joe? We get to do that next. Joe's going to lead us off. Alabama Ole Miss, who are we picking? What do we think? We talk about it right around the corner. Ben Online is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, betonline.ag. We're back! Hey, shout out to my good friend Kevin Fontenot. We call him Big Mamu. He just won the 
charity giveaway. Brian Kelly was wearing the Air Force Ones. I sent you the video. Big Mamu with the fresh, newly minted and worn by a future, future LSU head coach national champion, Brian Kelly. Are they his size? Are they going to even fit him? Or is Hell that going no, my moose like 6'4". <laughs> <laughs> Brian Kelly's got probably like a size 8. What do we think? Size 7? I don't know. I don't look at the man's feet. I'm just guessing based on height. He doesn't seem like a very large man. I will tell you this. There's only been two, three, well, no, two coaches that I've covered in my life that when they walk in the room, it is like, oh, crap. Nick Saban and Brian Kelly have been the two coaches that I've experienced. And they're the smallest ones. And 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 that's true. That's you know, that's something that's true. But both of them are just so like, you know, yes, on another yes. tier. Now I'm sure there'd be others like Dion and Urban and Dabo, and I'm sure there's others, but you know, just those are the only two that I've covered. All right, Joe. So listen, let me kick it over to you. Speaking of Nick. Massive game this week. Now, I do feel like Daddy is back, meaning me. I'm coming for these pickums. okay? A lot of what we've been saying has been coming to fruition. I don't know if Saban's going to walk out of the month of September with two, without two losses. What do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to really believe that. I think that this game is going to be adding to the snowball. It is terrible timing for them to, to try and to be figuring things out, figuring out their quarterback situation, for them to face off with a, a quality Old Miss team. I don't know if Old Miss is as scary as a, of an opponent as some believe that they are, but I can tell you right now that they have their crap together a lot better than Alabama. One big reason why I am wary about what happens for Alabama, separate from all of the crap going on with the quarterback position, did you know that they're 123rd in the country in sacks allowed? They've given up 12 sacks, and in that time, they've played Middle Tennessee State and South Florida. Some of that blame could go on the quarterback position for holding the ball too long, but right now, that offensive line that was supposed to be so good is struggling to protect quarterbacks, and they don't have guys who can deliver the ball. I The way that I see this is that even if Old Miss isn't at full efficiency, maybe that they have some struggles in this game, I don't see a path for Alabama to come out victorious. I just don't. They've had too many problems offensively for them to find a way to beat this beat uh, beat Ole Miss. So I agree. And, and look, here here's the thing, though, for me, Joe. Let me not go completely and hammer them because of this reason. Alabama's like the players that they do have. They're not scrubs. They're just not playing to their potential, right? Yeah. Like the uh, the left tackle. What's his name? The kid from Iowa, um, Proctor. Caden Proctor. Yeah. What if the light turns on for him? You know, and like it can and, you know? There's recoverability for him. and uh, Latham. If the light starts turning up for those guys up front, it can start turning a tide for Alabama. Pun intended. Now here's the thing. It's time for Tommy Reese to put up or shut up. Yeah. Like, it, it is time for you to put up or shut up. I don't want to see what I the game plan that I saw against Texas. Now, I'm going to give Tommy Reese a little wiggle room here. And I'm just going to be real with you. If you think that Tommy Reese isn't running a, a Nick Saban game plan, then you're an idiot. 
Okay, like Nick does Nick does not allow he oh I let my coaches coach. No, you don't. You let Lane do it. You let Bill O'Brien do it for a, li a little bit. And then when things got tight, you started calling, you know, not calling the plays, but telling him what he needed to do. Bottom line is they got to come up with a good enough game plan for Jalen Milrow to run that rock. Joe, if I'm Alabama and if I'm an Alabama fan, you're about to call me insane. You're about to call me stupid. I don't want to walk out of Brian Denny Stadium and Jalen Milrow not have 20 rushes. Don't let it happen because you got to start getting some confidence with this O-line and himself. Now, maybe 20 is the outright max, and I get that. And God forbid if he got hurt in this game, they're in real doo-doo. Yes. You don't have a choice. He's got to be Superman. He's got to get in that phone booth, uh, Clark Kent, and put on the Superman cape like Cam Newton did in that same state so many years ago. Give him 20 rushes and say F it because you got to get this thing rolling. Number two, I just, with all that being said and them having the blue chip athletes, did Nick, Joe, what if I told you to Nick Saban? His two highest-rated recruiting classes are on campus right now. So of all the great recruiting classes that he's ever had, the two best recruiting classes that they are are on campus right now. The bottom line becomes they have dudes. Are they going to play to their potential? I don't know if they can score enough, and that's why I'm going to take Ole Miss in this one. I'm going to – I Joe, I, on the way to church on Sunday – Got $100 in my pocket, and I give 80 to the Lord Jesus, and I put 20 on bed online and sprinkle that baby on Ole Miss because the Rebels are coming into T-Town and taking one. I think you bring up a really good point here with Jalen Milrow. Um, their offense has been – it's been inept. It's been incapable of, of anything. And as much as we want to, what I found really weird is that there were some Alabama fans I've noticed that are apologizing to for, for Tommy Reese, which is odd. The quarterback play hasn't been stellar, but I would argue that there's still talent at the position and to not properly set those guys up for success, that goes on the head of the man calling the plays. And I think against Texas, they got too goddamn cute. You have one of the best athletes in the country playing quarterback for you right now. Jalen Milrow is an extremely good athlete for a quarterback. There are not a lot of guys that can move the way that he can playing that position. I completely agree with your point. You got to run the ball 25 times with him, 20, 25 times. And I know that sounds insane. I know that there might be some Alabama fans, fans who get upset by that notion, but you have that ability to run all over in opposing defense. And you're not using it. Look what Tulane did. If Tulane can open up holes, Joe, there's an avenue for them. They got to yes. run that rock, buddy. They got to run the rock. And if you're struggling this much to protect quarterbacks and your offensive line, their offensive line hasn't been bad against uh, when blocking on rushing plays. It really hasn't been uh, that bad. USF says hi. It hasn't been as bad as they are trying to protect on passing plays. Is my Agreed. Point. Do what's working. Stop being stupid about this. But I, I, I'm in the same boat, I think, about the whole analysis of this. I really think that Ole Miss has momentum. Lane is finally going to get one off of Saban. I do have a, a really insane theory that I just want to throw out there for this game. I actually do think 
that this is this is worth considering. That Jalen Milrow was deliberately benched ahead of oh, South he was Florida. Suspended. I know that that's something that was put out there. It's not put. It's not. It's not speculation. So he was. He was suspended. I mean, the chatter coming out of there. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty undeniable. My theory was that Jalen Milrow was deliberately benched, and they knew that they could still win with the other two guys in at quarterback and figure out who's the better backup, so that they could mess with Lane Kiffin. So that they no, can get him to prepare for all three of them. No, you had me until the very end. Okay. You know, you you just Game of Thrones me. That's what you <laughs> did. You Game of Thrones me. You know the old yeah. the, the theory of you kept me all the way to the very end, and then you just laid a dud. I agree with everything you just said, and then and then to your point, Lane comes out and says, "Hey, I know who's really calling the place." Now, listen, right. That's if part of why I'm saying Pete this. Golding doesn't have friends still on that staff that he's not talking to, you're crazy. Right. I don't know if Kevin Steele's calling plays. That's, an, that's another topic for probably another day. But, but, I don't believe that. Let me tell you why. I think Nick was thinking to himself, listen, I do think that Jalen Milrose, the best quarterback that I have, but what if one of these two guys can come out here and really start throwing the football and really right. start moving it? Let's see what we have and give them a whole game doing it. Let me leak it this terribly. out here. Let me leak this out here that, to say that Jalen Milrow is suspended and that way nobody questions it in the end. I don't – Lane doesn't need – He's got Lane's got Pete Golding on the staff. If there's anyone that knows about Jalen Milrow's talents, Jalen Milrow was running scout team a year ago, yeah. right before the A and M game. So no, I I, I was with you until the end. Right, here's the, here's I did the, say it was half baked. I did say it was a bit of a crazy theory. I mean, you're already half baked, Mad Dog Jersey uh, edition. All right, all right, all right. Hey, do you know? <laughs> do you know? Uh, 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 Mike, the situation. I don't. I don't know every Italian guy from New Jersey. I don't. Oh, well. That's South Jersey. That's not really New Jersey. That's Philadelphia. Oh, okay. I got you. Uh, well, yeah, I could, I, I, I could, I could, I can see that. Uh -huh. I think Ole Miss can come out with this game. Let me throw another theory at you. What happens if Saban's two and two in September? That's what are, what are we? What is college football going to do if they lose? Mm -hmm. Because we know what's going to happen, Joe. If they win, if they win, oh, we should never should have questioned Saban. They were working things out. Yada 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 yada. You know that that's coming. Yes. Okay. Yes. And I'm not going to lie. I'm. I, I will feel. I will have a small inkling of feeling like, okay, maybe he's found. He's figured this out. But, man, if Lane can come away and Ole Miss can come away with this win, there's going to be so much firing at Saban that it's going to be astronomical. It's going to turn the sport upside down. Joe, the sport's kind of already turned upside down because everybody thinks that there's parity. Like, let me, let me give you this theory or this thought. Everybody thinks that there's parity right now in college football. Okay, well, the only reason you're really saying that is because Saban's – Saban doesn't look that good. Yes. I mean, because here's the truth. There's probably 200 teams in America right now that if they lined up against Georgia on a neutral field, they're going to get their asses kicked. Okay? Yes. Well, yes. they look bad at a half against uh, South Carolina. 
Okay. <laughs> you, the Death Star left Tuscaloosa and went to Athens. All right? So just understand, you can play with Kirby if you want to. Kirby going to kick that ass. I get what you're saying, though. I think that this is part of why I'm, I'm, a, I'm, like, I'm in on, on putting my chips on the table for Ole Miss, and I really think that this isn't a circumstance of Ole Miss being heads above Alabama or even maybe the matchup isn't significantly in their favor. They're also going on the road, like as we've talked about on the show, going on the road, Bryant-Denny, it's a really hard place to win when Nick Saban has been the head coach or just in general in the history of college football. But at the same time, I just think that this is an opportunity based on Alabama struggling and not having having too many holes in the boat for them to plug. If they lose this game, yes, we can finally have a real adult conversation on the fact that Nick Saban – needs to retire in the next couple of years. And you know what? Get pissed at me, it, it, uh, not you specifically, but people in general. I really would not be shocked, especially, and we're starting to see it more and more, Deion Sanders has a really good relationship with Nick Saban. He's, he, listen to me. Don't be surprised if in two years no, Nick Saban is retired, Deion. It won't happen. You don't, un- you don't understand the politics in, this, like a, in the South. I don't know, man. That 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 feels like it has it written all over it. Joe, it ain't gonna happen. I, I'm just gonna tell you. You, you don't, I, you don't think that Saban wouldn't what? pick his his his. Uh, He's gonna his, pick him, and it ain't gonna be Dion. I also I, keep seeing. I heard somebody throw out Lane Kiffin would be his replacement. I don't think that's gonna happen. It would be it would be Lane Kiffin before it would be Dion. Ben, he would. It ain't. It wouldn't work. It would not work. All right. All right. There are dumb. Let me just say it like this: There are dumb, uneducated fools who won't allow that to happen. That's a. Okay. That's a. That's a fair point. That is a fair point. But if we're, you know, if we're trying to pick a perfect marriage, and if we're trying to like total remove all factors, Tommy says, "What about Sark?" In the chat. That's kind of depressing if Sark ends up being your <laughs> – I don't know, man. I don't know. I wouldn't want – If after... Sark's got Texas rolling and they're in the SEC, there's no reason for him to leave the state of Texas. Alabama can pick whoever they want is the point. I just don't know why. I don't I know if they can. I don't – let me tell you why you, I don't know. If... You don't think that they couldn't just grab no, any coach in the country that's won because a national I think that coaches are paranoid as hell and nobody would want to follow Saban that's worth a damn. The only dude that's got the big enough balls, and he does, the only human being that's got big enough balls that's a, that is a part of his coaching tree is Billy Napier. I promise you. Billy would leave Florida yeah. in a heartbeat for Billy's Alabama. Billy's not ready for the job. so it He's not, matter. but I'm just telling you. So would Lane. Lane would do the same damn thing. But I promise you this. I, listen, Joe, you know more than these people – of the connections and coaches that I know that I either played with or against that mm-hmm. I talk to on a very religious basis. You know, even, you know, <laughs> they even call you out sometimes because they listen to the show. All it's right, funny when I send you a screenshot that a coach in college football. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> All right. Anywho, <laughs> anywho, 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 I don't co- – coaches are paranoid. They would not want to follow him. After him, meaning as a head coach. But coaches are also psychopaths, so we'll see. Bottom line to this game before we move on, because we got a lot we need to cover. Yes, yes. Uh, 
I, I just I'm gonna take Ole Miss until I can see Alabama better offensively. If they did not have that A on their chest, we would all say the same thing. But the only reason you do question it is because of Nick. That's the only reason. Absolutely. If this Fair, game was I, at Ole Miss, I think uh, if, if if it were Ole Miss and LSU, if you were seeing this about LSU or Tennessee, you've done it with Tennessee. Yeah. You know Josh Heupel's a really good coach. The yeah. only reason you give him a chance in something like this is because of the little man. Absolutely. And again, the location of it too. It, look, if somebody's well, going to get a team ready and bounce back, it's Nick Saban. And if, if someone concocts a plan, it's Nick Saban. I want to – can we – instead of Oregon, Colorado, can we go Florida State and Clemson next? Yes, let's do that. All right. So Florida State and Clemson kick it off at 11 a.m. Congratulations to Florida State, by the way. What do you mean? You don't want a night game and you don't want a night oh, game yeah. in the right opponent's house. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. if you had to play him, you want to play him at 11 a.m. Yeah, I know absolutely, and that that's actually a, usually a pretty difficult setting to play in at night. Um, no, they but got a total layup. It's with that. loud out there and at Howard's Rock, man. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. In reference to this game, everybody and their mama is putting down on Florida State. After a two-point loss or two-point win over Boston College, can can people not read, Joe? Do people not know that they got in late and that there's a lot of things going on? And Travis, Travis, uh, uh, Jordan Travis got hurt early in that game. It came back and toughed it out. This this can be, Joe, a a monumental day for the for Florida State. If LSU. Beating LSU twice does not do that. As much as I love LSU, it doesn't do that. The monumental thing is to say that we've arrived is beating Clemson and starting taking over the SEC, or ACC. I'm going to go to the same thing with Alabama. Joe, I don't know how Clemson scores enough. I, I, I don't. Because if you think Duke was ruthless defensively, what is Florida State about to give them? So here's where I'm looking at this game. I actually think that this could play out to be a little bit closer than we anticipate. Look, as much as we want to clown on and as much as I have been critical of Dabo Sweeney so far this year, I will give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. You know, it's a new offensive system. Things aren't going to immediately hit the ground running. Let's give Kate Klubnick a little bit of time. Let's figure out who the receivers are. It hurts that in week four is the first time that you're really getting tested again to figure things out. But the way that I look at this game and why part of why I think it could be a little bit closer, Clemson actually has a very good secondary. A very, very good secondary. And, I, and, and Joe, they got a really – look, their front seven is nothing to sneeze over either. Yes. I mean, Clemson's has been pretty good in the front seven. Tyler Davis, Ruka Roro Roro are very dominant defensive linemen. They don't have the same edges that they've had in the past, but – Makuba and all those other guys in their secondary. If we remember that Duke game, it wasn't necessarily them getting beat by Riley no, Leonard. It was on like the Riley balls. kid running all over him. It was him scrambling. Now that is a fold that they're going to have to prepare for with Jordan Travis. But I don't know if it's going to be as easy to move the ball down the field, throwing it as some might anticipate. However, I'm with you. I think that Florida State wins this game. I think Florida State, with the shitty traveling circumstances, Last week, take Rack off. Take, please, I deal with him too much. I deal with him every you time. Know I who that is? Do you know who that is? Some guy from Idaho. I love him because he's the most consistent viewer I have on every piece of content that I do, and I love people who do that. 
but that disrupted my train of thought because all I saw did, did, was Pamela did, did Anderson. The comment, did the comment do it or did the tits do it? You know what did it. You know what the answer Pamela to that Anderson's is. Pamela Anderson's boobs. Okay. Yeah. Wait, is it Carmen Electra or is it Pamela? He is, by the way, by the way, by the way, random side tangent. He has been tagging and emailing Carmen Electra on uh he's been tagging <laughs> Carmen Electra on Twitter and then emailing her manager in an attempt to get her to come on my show with Sean. It's not been successful, but he's currently actively trying to do that. I don't hey, know man. why. Hey man. What if it happens? Are you a big Carmen Electra fan? Do you? No, he is. He is, oh, and he oh. wants us to interview her. I. It has nothing to do well, with you, us. It should tell you. It should tell you about how old he is. He's thirty. He's told us he's in his. 30s. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say he was about my age. Yeah. Look to talk about this game and to refocus back on this game. I think that Florida State needs another notch in the belt to say, you know, you guys are doubting us last week. You guys were all up on us after week one. You were doubting us last week. We're going to remind you how freaking good we are. I think that that team is just front and back so good, and I am not going to stop picking them to win games. They, I also think if they lose one, it's going to be to somebody stupid. It's not going to be to Clemson. Yeah, I mean, I see, I'm glad you said that about – now, I didn't say that the game was going to be a runaway. I just don't know from what we've seen from Clemson so far. Now, listen. They responded from that Duke loss and started taking it out on people offensively. Kate Klubnick was in his second start against Duke, you know, and I do, whether it happens in week one or whether it happens in week six, sometimes you lose to teams you're not supposed to. Joe, do you know that we haven't had that many undefeated champions? We just so happen to have them recently. 2020, 2019, 2021, 2022, you go and look at more recent history, that did not happen. You had teams losing early in the year and then going on a run. I'll never forget that Auburn loss to LSU and then them going in with Nick Marshall and playing for a national title. Jameis and them. I mean, there are just teams that, that it happens to. But... I, I I cannot the, – the only I agree with you with it being close. I actually think it's going to be a field goal game. I think it could be a, oh. a, a, that close. A field goal, one possession, maybe a seven-point game. Because I do think Riley's going to be cooking. I do think that Boston College exposed some things in reference to moving the pocket and running the football on them. I would not be surprised, Joe, if Clemson – stayed up here and was in the fight with him. And look, a lot like Alabama, when you don't want to give up the heavyweight title, Clemson still runs the ACC, okay? Like, to take the title, you got to go and take it from the heavyweight champ, right? A two-time national champion winner in the last 10 years, you got to take that moniker from them. Can't This is Mike Norville's biggest game, not of just his Florida State tenure, of his life, do they get cooking? I think that this is going to be a great game. It's 11 a.m. kickoff. I'm really excited about that one. I'm going to lean Florida State because they're more tested, meaning I know about the Duke. They're more talented, too. They're, they just well, front to back are more well-rounded roster. Yeah, they are. They are. But I, I, I – why do I – Joe, let me ask you this. Why, why do I feel like it's just a matter of moments before Dabo gets shit clicking again? 
because I mean he's done it, it because the, he's won two national titles. Yes, but the thing is, he's never struggled this much. You know, like he's never had to. Funny two two people who don't who were most outspoken about the portal, Nick Saban and Dabo Sweeney, and they're having issues. Isn't that fun? Dabo's at least been, or not Dabo, Nick's been at least willing to go into the portal and dive yeah, into he doesn't want to NIL. Lose. Yeah, but, but Dabo's, thing, Dabo's not. You know what else about not really Clemson, but more so Alabama? The last two years, their best offensive players are not from high school recruiting. They're no. Gibbs and Williamson are both from the portal. I mean, yeah. you can make the argument that the kid from Georgia, uh, what's his name? Burton is their best offensive player right now. So yeah, another transfer. Anyway. Final thought though on yeah, final thought on on Norvell though. You've made a really good point here. Norvell hasn't gotten over the hump yet. You know, he got that LSU win. That was significant. He has, in his time, not really put together many of these big defining important ACC wins. Last year, they had more momentum than Clemson did, and they lost. That was a game that they should have won, and they could have won, but some co coaching deficiencies held them back. This game is so freaking important, which is why I believe it is, you know, they're going to be more than prepared to go full speed in all four quarters. Again, I think I agree with you. I think it's going to be close. I think a little bit more than a field goal, let's say a touchdown, somewhere in that range. But Florida State needs this. This is so important for them, and they're ready to do it this season. All right, Colorado and Oregon teed up this week. Man, I don't – I think it's going to be closer than the experts think, man. I, I still think Oregon wins. I don't know about the 21 points, so Like, if I'm – I'm staying away from that one out west between Oregon yes. and Colorado. I want nothing to do with it. Because I know that Travis Hunter is out. I know that the O-line for Colorado has also of late not looked good when depth has needed to start emerging. But, man, when you have a good quarterback and a good offensive play caller and a co head coach that's electric, Joe, I'm just not – I'm not I'm not ready to say that Oregon is going to beat them down. Now, if they would have beaten Texas Tech more convincingly, I would have been like, yeah, okay, all right, sounds good. But Colorado's already been tested on the road early in the year. If you think going into TCU is not a big deal and getting that win, it was a massive deal. Mm -hmm. Even last week, you're the talk of all the football, and you go into it, and you know what? You don't blow it. Your quarterback comes back. Shadur Sanders leads you back into the game. Double overtime, you get the win. I don't care if it's against a Rudy Poo-ass state. Colorado State, Rudy Putek could have been in town, and I would have said, you know what? They found a way to win. I still am picking Bo Nix in this Oregon team. They're too good on the defensive line, too good on the offensive line. Bo Nix is too experienced. Give me the Ducks by 10. Right, that 21-point spread, that's that's it's insane. That's, that's insane uh, to assume that it's going to be that lopsided because, you know what? Their offensive and defensive line, it's not great. I've, I've talked about how there's a lack of talent and there's a lack of size at those position groups because, frankly, with all the transfer portal moves that they made, they went and got a lot of skill position players that have been amazing. But one of the hardest positions to find good players at is offensive and defensive line. There's just not that many human beings of that size that can move at an elite level, and there's an even smaller amount that enter the portal every single year. A lot of the top guys that did enter the portal ended up at Oregon, specifically a guy from my school, 
a Johnny Cornelius who's now a part of that Oregon offensive line. I think that Colorado eventually is going to get the bodies that they need, but right now it's just not where it's at. I can't count out Colorado to not keep this thing within 10 points like you're saying because Shadur Sanders has been so amazing. He is a first-round caliber guy. He is a guy that delivers the ball consistently and accurately, and he's always going to find who he needs to deliver the ball to. The offensive play calling has been phenomenal. But why I can't – and I, I look, I, I love the storyline. Everybody loves the storyline. I wish I could come on here and say this is how Colorado upsets Oregon – but when I pull up, and I understand it's only been three games, but when I pull up some disturbing stats that fill the conversations that we're talking about here, it's hard for me to find a path for them. They're 122nd in total defense. They're one of the worst defenses in total yards allowed. One of the worst rushing defenses, and Oregon runs the ball really well with Bucky Irving. Colorado's also 127th in their own rushing offense. They're not moving the ball very well on the ground. And then the worst one of all, and the one that you might expect, they're 128th in sacks. They've given up 16 sacks, and one of those games, actually two of those games, were against pretty weak defensive lines. Colorado State's not that good, and I'm telling you right so now, Nebraska's D-line sucks. The ball, when you're throwing the ball 50, 55 times a game, you can expect that, though. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. I would If they were at, like, 60 or 80, I would agree yeah, with but, that. No, but, but let me – hold on. They're in the I'm bottom 10. Yeah, but I I understand that. But read who the bottom ten are. Do you have the bottom ten? I'll pull it up right now. Okay, because I'm about to I'm about to learn you something. Watch this. Uh, sacks allowed. Bottom three. Bottom ten. Oh no, actually they're bottom three. Old Dominion, South Florida, Colorado, South Carolina, Akron, Houston, Hawaii, and they're good friends at Alabama. Let me give a let me give Whoa. one that everybody will know about. Hold on, just listen. Okay, okay. Spencer Spencer rather has more dropbacks in the SEC than anybody else. So the more attempts that you have, yeah. the more the more that that's going to happen. That stat will even out because here's the truth. I know Colorado, everybody Wait, says okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. I know everybody says Colorado State is ass. However, they are the only team in two weeks to play. Uh, borderline power five opponents. I mean, they played a big 10 opponent in Nebraska. They play a big 12 opponent in TCU. Name another team that had back-to-back games like that in the country. Oh, and by the way, Shador Sanders has more dropbacks. He's almost doubling and tripling some dudes in dropbacks. Okay. So I under, I understand that, but this is why, you know, we don't, I don't like to just throw out stats. I also love to look at the film, and I watched the Colorado-Nebraska game. I don't disagree yeah. with you, but it's not like a, he's getting under yes. pressure like all game long. He's had some yes. pockets to work with. Th that clarification is important, but what I'm getting at here is that when you actually watch the game film, you got a lot of guys that are getting beat on first moves. That the, the pocket collapses, and he gets the ball out so quick it hasn't been. That number could be a lot higher. If this was a, a five-step drop type offense where he was – asked to really drop back and read the field and he wasn't getting the ball out so quick and he wasn't so decisive, that number could be a lot worse. But one thing that I have to bring up here and why I'm a little worried, Jordan Birch in that defensive line is really strong. And Dan Landing is a really strong defensive-minded coach. For them to go up against this offensive line, they could have themselves a field day. Shadur Sanders has been getting the ball out super quick. He's got to find a way to get it out quicker, which I don't even know if, if, that's, if that's possible. We'll see.
We'll see. I do I do like though <clears throat> that I, I I do like that Oregon D line, man. I do like Dan Lanning a lot. That's another guy who Bama could go after. Dan Lanning. If things did meticulous yeah. I, I think he's got some things up his sleeve. Old Dan. I don't think they covered the twenty one, but I think Dan's about to go out here and make a statement defensively. He's about to put he's about to put that Sanders kid in a blender. Yeah, they, they need to do a good job of protecting him. And, and you know what? They need to run the ball. They need to try to run They're the ball. They're not going better. to. They're not going to with his son, with his son. Watch. I could tweet Dion at Dion right now and say run counter read. By the way, I went and watched Texas Tech that Texas Tech ta- uh, game today against Oregon. Uh-huh. They do have a very bad big problem on misdirection runs. Very bad. Yeah. They, so they have been getting killed by space gonna, players. They are not going to run the football. Okay, at least uh-huh. they don't they've shown that they don't really want to. But Joe, if you can take some pressure off of that offensive line and getting them out in space and out in the open to just seal a guy, if they do get to that, Oregon's going to be in trouble. Texas Tech whipped that ass in the in between the tackles in that three and uh, uh, three and four hole that or what people know as the double leg gaps. They were whipping that ass, and quarterback was running all over them. Man, that uh, it, it, look, Joe, if you told me, listen to this, if you told uh-huh. me Colorado won. It's because they did something in a misdirection that has put Oregon in a blender so far this year against everybody. I think you bring up a really good point there. I think that for Colorado to win this game, their path to winning it, as I was saying, it's kind of hard to really figure out. But it's, one, keep your athletes in space. Get the ball out as quick as you possibly can. And be aggressive. You have I know that you know this might, might upset some Colorado fans, some of the newbie college football fans that have been following and tracking it and watching some of our videos. You ha- as a team that has this momentum this early on in the season that has won all of these these two cl- really close games, you got to be aggressive. You have nothing to lose against Oregon. You have nothing to lose. Be aggressive. Take shots. Take shots down the field. See what happens. If you can this always happens with with big teams uh like Oregon. You know, Oregon is highly touted this year. They were highly touted coming into the season. Bo Nix was a Heisman candidate. Punch, try and punch them in the mouth early. Any any big team like this, when they get knocked on their butt early, sometimes they can't recover. That's literally what Colorado State did to you the week prior. They came out swinging and they were aggressive. They took shots. They they tried to you know you talked about misdirection, trick plays. Do whatever you can to put the opponent the, the opponent that's supposed to, to beat up on you on their ass and then ride that momentum. That's what they need to do. We'll see. It's going to be an interesting game. I'm not I'm not picking against Colorado Colorado plus 21s. It's not No, I, don't touch that. That's a horrible. All game. right, before cuz we do got to get to our picks. You want to just do the Wazoo and Oregon State win inside our picks? I mean, we got time. You want to just hit it for 5 minutes? Yeah, it's go ahead. Concise thought. The Pac-2 championship is going to be determined here in this game. Um, <laughs> it's a terrible joke. Look, I, I think I think that this is a really fun game to pay attention to because both of these teams are uncovered because of all of the attention that Washington, Colorado, Oregon, and Utah have gotten. But both of these teams 
are really freaking good. They've got good offensive lines. They've got good defensive lines. And better yet, they both have quality quarterbacks. I lean Washington State in this one, Blake, because Cam Ward is so freaking good. He can take over a game if he's fully available, healthy, according to you know what you were saying to me before the show. But what does scare me a little bit is that Oregon's defense has been one of the best in the country. They have been getting after opposing quarterbacks and shutting down opposing run games that this could be a long day for Washington if they don't pick up some big splash plays early. All right. So I told you this before the show, Oregon state's one of my lock of the weeks. I think they're, I think they're going to be, I think they're going to win. Well, can I tell you something on a quarterback you hate? Yeah. DJU's not that bad, and he's not getting the publicity because he's at Oregon State. But everybody's bad takes about old DJU would be completely changed if he played at Colorado. Maybe it wasn't DJ. Maybe it just was. Oh, Dabo. Probably was. Oh, do you need to go on an apology tour to DJ? No, no. And I'm not, I didn't say, I'm not saying anything negative right now about DJ. I'm not saying I haven't said oh, anything negative. Oh, about but it. I, I remember a day and a time. What did I say? You said DJ was ass cheeks. Okay, okay. Look, the old DJ was was ass cheeks in that Clemson oh, offense. Oh, but born again Christian, he was baptized and rose from the water. But call it so <laughs> shocking, he's in off in an offense that is spreading the ball around, running really well, where he doesn't have all the pressure on him. But like we have to talk about this. Oregon State has one of the best offensive lines in the country. And they it hasn't do. Been They're running the ball so well. So well. And you know what, man? DJ looks like he's having fun. Yeah. Do rag and all. My man wears a do rag. Why? Yeah, I mean, he, you don't have to protect the waves that much, man. Does he have waves? I don't I don't, I don't know, know what, what he I don't know what he looks like underneath that cap. By the way, I do have a buddy of mine. Mm -hmm. That is the lead scout for the L.A. Dodgers. Did you know that they drafted DJU with the first, yeah. last, final overall pick? Yes, yes, which is really random, and it's kind of like the, the Johnny Manziel you pick. You know what he told me? What? This scout, that he arguably is the best athlete in, in college athletics right now. Okay, I don't know about that. Joe, you have a guy who drafted – Oh. I, Silly me. Guys like Clayton Kershaw. I don't... Okay, wait. On what grounds is he the best overall athlete in... You have a guy that has won Scout of the Year 17 times. Forget that. I just don't understand where this is coming from. He's he's had a couple of good games and we're sudden... Maybe well, he's been telling in, DJ in this. fairness, they drafted him before the football season started. They're probably trying to get him to – they're probably telling him these things because they want him to play baseball. Who knows? All right. Um, let's get to our – I don't agree with you, Oregon State. Give me DJ, you and the boys. All right. Are you Dirty Mike in the gang? Yeah, we, we had hobo sex in your car. <laughs> our picks for this week, uh, we have eight of them. I am currently 9-11, and 11, and Joe is currently 11-11. And nine. I got some ground to make up here, Joseph. Let's start with the first four here. Notre Dame and Ohio State. Is your fighting Irish going to pull it out? 
Damn right, Blake, we're pulling this out. Damn right that Notre Dame is getting this win at home against Ohio State. I'm putting my nuts on the table. Give me the Fighting Irish. You mean you like your little acorns? I'll take my nuts out right now, and I will put them on the table, and I will get us. I'll give you a hundred dollars if you do it right now. I'm not kidding. I'm not ruining our show. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> we, we've made all this progress. I'm not ruining our show. Okay. Uh, I've told you my piece. I've gotten blistered on it on Twitter. I don't. I, I want to see if you're athletic enough on the outside. Can you get separation on the outside? Oh, this guy wearing 21 miles an hour. Okay, sounds good. LSU had four guys in their defensive back room that ran 24 miles an hour. How'd that work out week one? Uh, and I'm going to go Ohio State, and I'm going to take them to cover the two and a half. Uh, Ole Miss and Alabama, we both have the Rebels uh, winning there. We talked about that. LSU and Arkansas. Joseph, you're going with the boys from the Bayou. Uh, yeah. Um. First of all, shout out to KJ Jefferson. I know that he he tried to um, what's the word? He, called a, he called that he, Snapchat a lie. He tried to debunk it. I kind of was in on him because it was funny, and I thought that it was a well crafted message. Um, I'm just kidding, obviously. <laughs> um, I mean, it's the it's it's a million times less awkward than the Carson Beck one. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I just want to suck on them titties. That's um, what he said. <laughs> Look, both, um, both two quarterbacks in the SEC, big boob guys. By the way, did you see Will Levis broke up with that dime piece of a girlfriend? Yeah. I mean, the, the Nashville, I don't know. Maybe the Nashville girls are just. No, that girl. Let me. I, I, wait, wait, I'd be willing to bet it's probably some jealousy stuff. I'm sure she's probably like, you know, giving him a hard time or something. I, that that might have been the case. Well, honey. No I'm speculating. Tell you, there's a lot of people that have money that would love you know, to, to call you their wife. Look, Arkansas lost to a team that didn't even know where Arkansas was on a map. You're telling me that they're going to show up against LSU who looked amazing against Mississippi state. Game's yeah, always close. Game's always close. I'm, let me tell you something. I am not, I, I would tell everybody here, do not bet that game. Do not take the points. No, yeah, I wouldn't. What's the line even 18. About to move up to 18 and a half. Uh, I, that, is, that is a bad bet. I wouldn't touch that. Yeah, I'm not touching that. I'm not touching I can see that. an Arkansas backdoor cover. All right, what's the? What's the next one? Oh, my bad. Um, UCLA, Utah. Dante Moore is actually a dude, and he's playing. Give me the Bruins, and you're going the Cam rising list. Utah Utes. Look, I am a big Dante Moore fan. And I think that he is going to help this UCLA team finish the season ranked, but not so fast. I think that Utah's defense and Kyle Whittingham are going to show up and just pick him apart. Nate Johnson is the guy, and he is starting to look really good. He is a weapon offensively. Um, but I think that a true freshman quarterback going up against that type of a defense, sitting egg time. I think Utah's Fugazi. Dude, they've made it this far without a quarterback. I think I think that they've got something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, you beat Florida and Baylor. Two teams that at probably at the end of the day are ass cheeks. Okay, but they're doing it with Bryce. They haven't been, 
I mean, we look at two different teams, and we've talked about two different teams with with quarterback problems. They have overcome quarterback problems against decent Power Five opponents. Alabama lost Dante to their one Moore Power Five opponent. Game. Dante Moore breakout game. It's coming. Chip Kelly knows what All he's right. doing. All right, we'll see. All right, we talked about Oregon and Colorado. Joe and I both are taking the Ducks. Quack quack in that hoe. A&M and Auburn. Joe, you know what? I, my, my buddy Bill King, he was on SiriusXM. He's one of the voices of college football. He asked me about this game today in A&M and Auburn. I'm taking A&M big. I don't think Oregon can score. I think they have an offensive problem. Who did I pick? You picked, um, you picked A&M. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna. I agree with you. I was debating if I wanted to to switch back to to Auburn. I, Joe, I think Lane Thorne threw two picks last week against Rudy Putek. That offense. I mean, look. I look at the way that they played against Cal. They barely beat Cal, and Cal almost lost to Idaho. And sorry, Rack. Uh, Idaho is a really good FCS team, but you you by the power of. Uh, 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 you know, of trying to line these games across one another. I'm just, I'm really wary that that offense isn't going to be able to keep up. And you know what? Jimbo needs wins against blue blood programs. You know, if you're not going to finish the season with ranked wins, you got to at least beat the big names. So yeah, I agree with you. I think Jimbo gets that win. And look, man, we've written them off. We don't know how good Miami is, right? Like we, we just don't know yet. I mean, Joe, they could win the ACC. They could win the ACC. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's like, a path for it. You know, they beat four stadiums to win the ACC. So yeah. the thing that Jimbo's not getting enough credit for, and I think that he does deserve it, is man, he has not meddled in that offense. No, he, he hasn't. He has let his coaches coach, and I do think that he's done a good job there. He's adapted, man. Like, you got to give a guy credit. We called him out all offseason, Joe, and he has done what people have called him to do. He's given it up. They look great offensively. Joe, that D-line was not the problem. I continue to hear the D-line was a problem against Miami. They allowed 77 rushing yards. They had, like, 21 pressures against well, Van Dyke. Right. It was kind of one of those situations. The secondary, the secondary is, wait for it, do you smell what the Rock is cooking? Ass. Yeah, they have not done a very good job. So depending on maybe this is a Peyton Thorne emergence game and maybe we're, you know, maybe we're going to get bit in the ass by Jimbo because we're talking down on a quarterback who's facing him. But we'll see. And then our, our last one was Oregon State and uh, Wazoo. You're going with the Wazoos. Look, if Cam Ward is fine, I'm picking Wazoo, man. I'm picking the fighting You're Cam Ward. so biased. I love him, man. I love watching him. And I also, Brennan Jackson and that defensive line is swarming. They got after Tanner Mordecai. And I think if there's a bad game for that that Oregon State offensive line, it's going to be this week. Oh, they rushed the passer in the offense and offensive linemen that are transitioning and not running the ball under center all what are you talking about? I watched the film. They looked really good. I had to scout that game. That game, they looked really good. That defensive line. Oregon State, DJU. I'm I'm an I'm a I'm a B believer. B B believer. B believer. B believer. I, I'm taking I am taking the beeves in this one, man. 
I think that you hate DJU so much. You no, talk no, 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 no. You talked about putting your nuts on the table. DJ is going to put his nuts in your face this weekend. This is nothing to do with DJU. This is everything to do with Cam Ward, our Lord and Savior. Okay. If we'll you say so. By the way, he lost to Southeastern when he was in that corner word. Just throwing that out. And then, you know what's so wild about that? I told you in your rankings that you needed to put Southeastern above some of those other teams. And you know what you told me, Joe? They won't even get past Idaho. Do you know who, by the way, do, do you know? Hold on. Who's... Do you remember that? And I said, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I said, the Lions from Southeastern are coming down and putting their lion nuts all in your jungle face. You know, they got dunked on by Eastern Washington last week, Southeastern. Well, 17 guys had the flu. Did they actually at Southeastern? Yeah. I hate that you know that. I didn't even know that. That's, you're making that up. Okay. <laughs> Go Eastern Washington. Well, sure. The, when, by the way, Eastern Washington has an all red field. Y'all are ass cheeks for doing that. It's ugly, but it's also kind of cool. It's the fighting Colin Cowherds. That's where Colin Cowherd went to school. No wonder they're ass. <laughs> I love uh, you, Colin. All right. We'll see you guys again Sunday. Maybe Sunday. Maybe we can make a guest appearance, like sit on here during the – I don't know. We'll, we'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. I got an All idea. Right. All right. We'll All see right. you guys soon. Peace.